Episode 44 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by the hashtag Minute with Mary. Do you remember those days watching Sesame Street and they were like, Today's brought to you by the letter U. And you were like, Yeah, love you. Well, hopefully by now you've searched the hashtag Minute with Mary when you're on Facebook or Instagram. If you have not yet, my friends, you're missing out. Search the hashtag Minute with Mary. You know, Randall, you wanted to find your birth dad and you found him. Which led you to his building, which you bought. Which led you to run for city council. You want to do something, you just do it, right? You don't, you don't care if it makes sense to any of us or not. It's, it's remarkable. When you have one of those things inside you, you just go for it. Yeah, I guess I do. I guess you do. Randall, I've got one of those things inside me. About Dad, I can't let it go. You need to peel the wallpaper. I need to peel the wallpaper. I hope you find what you're looking for, brother. Princeton, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. How's it going? Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and you know, I think I'm going to apologize to all of you in advance. Okay. Because my voice is absolute garbage. It's it's been a long it's been a long arduous week. <laughs> Red Sox win the World Series. Uh, I'm definitely not feeling too good. It was Halloween. And uh, yeah, I'm just a, a freaking disaster you're, right now. You know, you're you're just precious right now. You're just <laughs> precious. So I will make sure that I do a bit more of the talking today. Okay. And you'll get to hear Blake's very deep voice. Yeah. You're like Jeremy Irons today. <laughs> Pretend to be Scar. Mufasa. <laughs> I'll be the king. <laughs> be prepared. So, um, Blake... Well, I just said I was talking a lot. It's I know. Your I, just, story I thought day. you were going to save me from the story today. Well, no, you wrote down that you had a story, so I want to make sure that you get to share it, and well, then I'll take over. Well, well, I do have a story today. You know, people. Uh, I've been reading on Twitter and all that other stuff about about Toby and how they're kind of sick and uh, and tired of his depression. Oh, and I I feel like that's a little unfair. Um, you know. I, I mean, I kind of understand. It, it, depression doesn't make for the most compelling t- television on the planet, and I, and I kind of get that. But I will say that I feel like they are depicting depression very well. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, Mary and I just had a conversation, uh, one that I did not want to have. Uh, actually, the other day, I'm the queen of those. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I trick him. I'm like, hey, babe, you want to go on a date? You want to yeah. go have a drink? Yeah. You want to have so much fun? Let's talk about serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we have this conversation, one that is a, a hard conversation for me, one that is, uh, it always brings up all these really awful uh, feelings for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not Mary's fault. It is what it is. But I will tell you that in that conversation, I just shut down. I shut down completely uh, after about 25 minutes. I just, I was, I was cooked. 
and mentally. And uh, we were on this, we were on a, a mini date night, and all I wanted to do was just go home, and all I wanted to do was get in bed and just do nothing, mm-hmm. do absolutely nothing, because there there was there was a button in my brain that just switched to off, yep. and I couldn't even converse really and and i felt terrible about it but it was just something that happened and you know seeing toby in that bed again while it doesn't make the most compelling television of all time it's real and it makes sense and i i can't get on the writers and i can't get on kevin sullivan and i can't get on the show for how they're depicting it because they're depicting depression in a very real way So let's get into the episode details. First and foremost, Blake, what's the title? I thought you were going to keep talking to me. Do you want me to do it? No, no, no. I'll do it because I know you're going to kill this. No, I actually looked up the YouTube um, how to say it. Okay, go ahead. What do you got? Kash Mahamida. Yeah. No. You're way off. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Way off. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. You know? We were supposed to record this yesterday, and I was really, I was really good. <laughs> I'm terrible. I got this, Blake. Don't worry about it. I can I'll talk. give all the talking. <laughs> I'll say all the stuff. Okay. How about this? Kamsa Hamnida. Yes, there Kamsa Hamnida. There you go. All right, who's the director, my darling? The director is John Fortenberry, who also directed A Manny Splendored Thing. Uh-huh. And the writer for this episode is Vera Herbert, who wrote The Fifth Wheel, Still Here, What Now, and The Trip. So, okay, here's so, your facts. Well, you, you, you missed one thing. You missed one thing. What? The question mark you wrote in the in the Google Drive? No, no, no. Why was this entitled Kamsa Hamnida? Oh, because that means thank you. In Korean. Yes. There you go. That's, that's excellent. Okay, you're... Lemonade rating, my darling. It was a 4.7. Okay. And most of the lift in the episode, because there was a lot of stuff that I was like, what, comes from the twins. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Kate, bigger fan of Kevin in this episode. Oh, yeah, I would. I so would. these are people who like, especially Kate, I've usually been like, Kate, come on, get your act together. Kate's act was so together in this episode that she and Kevin, they have done some some serious personal growth in this episode, so that helped elevate this episode's rating. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, for me, this is a uh, 4.4. Oh. And uh, actually, <laughs> you know what? There you get... There- Boo. Yeah, I got you. Thank you. Um, you should just control the board. The I should whole, just for... sing it all with my awkward <laughs> coffee voice. <laughs> Long live the king. That's a, this. I, I can't get over the Jeremy Irons reference. That's You're welcome. great. You're welcome. I like. I like You're that. You're welcome. Um, uh, mixing Lion King and Moana, even better. Um, I'm a Disney girl at heart. Four point four for me. It is. I, I'm. I'm. I know. Last episode, I said I was preaching patience with everybody. Um, but I'm starting to lose patience, and uh, man, it, I'm I'm having a hard time with this. Hold right, on tight, Spider Monkey. What do you got for your Hold GBG? on tight, Spider Monkey, because here come my GBGs. All right. My good, my bad, my great. <sighs> my good. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin! 
Kevin. <laughs> uh, yes. So you know why Kevin gets my good? Because he hit rock bottom. We saw Kevin go through this terrible spiral. And let's be real. Kevin wasn't always the greatest person in seasons one and two. I mean, he treated my boy Miguel not so well. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, that rhymed. Hey. Um, and we just saw him be the world's worst boyfriend. Okay, the world's worst boyfriend. Yes. I mean, he just stunk. Uh, but he hit rock bottom, and now he's climbing his way back up. He's trying to be a better person. We see, holy smokes! I I would like a Kevin boyfriend on the side. You know, I love Blake, but like Kevin's Kevin's a pretty dang good boyfriend. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Who won it, right? Shame. Shame. <laughs> Just kidding. If I was single, I'd want a Kevin boyfriend. I mean, he's being an, an awesome boyfriend right now and just caring and listening and all these sweet things. I'm a huge fan of him. He did a lot of depth and growing. He helped out his brother in this episode. He knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Kevin. My bad. Does anyone have a job? I don't <laughs> think so right now, except audio whose job it was to poo. How are these people paying for health insurance? How are these people paying for their bills? Randall and Beth, I know, had some money but when what (coughs) Randall how are you going to now pay your wife to be your campaign manager what's going on I'm so confused I'm so confused by everyone just having all the time in the world and how long does Toby have for medical leave I'm just getting confused about the job situation whatevs at least we know Rebecca and Miguel are probably retired I don't even know about them Oh, well, that's my bad. Anyone else confused? Let me know on Facebook. And my great for this episode is the Pearsons are getting their act together. They're they're really like Kate calling her mom and her mom saying, listen, girl, do what I had to do. And there was a little issue. I'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But Kate did. Kate made a choice. She stood by it. She was able to be a powerful woman and make some choices by herself, which I'm really proud of her for. In the midst of juggling a dog, that was a big rock. I would have been like take that thing out with surgery i i wouldn't want to poop that out um and and kevin having that conversation with randall i'm just happy that a couple the the two pearsons who were really floundering for so much of this is us are really kind of getting a bit stronger in themselves so that's my great how about you what's your gbg Oh, okay. My good. Uh, what, what do we got here? My good is uh, the opening sequence for this episode. Yeah, it was spectacular. Mm. I mean, it was. It was. I. I <laughs> it kind of reminded me. You remember Ant Man? Remember uh, when uh, Michael Pena is talking to all the people and he's like telling the stories of all the people. He's like, "Hey, man, I went over here and my cousin said this, and then his sister said that." And, and you know the whole thing, and it showed all these different oh, people, yeah, yeah. all the different perspectives, yeah. and it's telling you a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually kind of reminded me of that, and but it was a conversation about the pregnancy and then how all that develops, and 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 it, and then eventually describing uh, Toby's depression. Mm-hmm. It it catches everyone up, and this is how you do exposition, right? You tell a story that to people that you may or may not necessarily already know. But it catches you up, and you telling it, you tell it in an interesting way, mm-hmm. and like little reactions, like uh, Madison's reaction when she's just yes. screaming on the yes. street, right? Uh, or Randall calling for Beth, and he's like, "We're gonna have another piercing." <laughs> Loved it, you know. And then, and then, but it's not just Kate talking to everybody; mm-hmm. it's it's transitioning from person to person in that conversation. It was almost like a game of telephone. Yes, um, I loved that portion of this episode. The bad, what? Oh my god! I, what? I'm just gonna what? 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 Stop! That hurts my ears. I'm gonna bang my head on the mic. Okay. 
What are we doing with this councilman story? Oh, you know what this is? This is who else hates political ads going on right now? Who hates political signs on your neighbor's lawn? Who hates political stuff on Facebook? Well, guess what? That's real life because the Pearsons hate politics too. And by hate politics, they mean they're heavily involved. You know, I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't put it past this is us, uh, to be doing this on purpose? I mean, it's perfect timing. We don't have the episode next week because it right, is election day. Right. Um, so I kind of feel like politics are crazy right now in the U.S. And they were like, let's jump on the crazy. I think they I think they f- saw an opportunity and they said, OK, yeah, let's tie the show in to the political climate a little bit here and not necessarily the climate but just the just the action of being political well and a lot of people i feel like because of the current political climate are running for office that may never have they just feel stirred up where they're saying you know what i want to kick some people out of office who've been there lifelong i want to make a change i wasn't happy with this so i'm going to go run and a lot of people at least in our neck of the woods are running for office who have no clue what they're doing but they're doing it just they're because. doing it just well not just because but because they want to make a difference. There are a lot of Randalls out there who say, I see a problem. I don't think it's being taken care of. Heck, I'll run for office. Okay, so I I see this and I too am bored, but I'm like, I know probably three or four people off the top of my head who (laughs) they never have done politics before, but because of what's been going on in the world, they're running for office trying to make a difference. Right, and and I get it, uh, but I think this is... A, a misguided mm-hmm. effort here for This Is Us because it came so far out of left field. Mm-hmm. And they, essentially with this ep- episode, they have totally invested themselves in the show's narrative in this councilman story. And it's just not a compelling story. Uh, we talked about last week about um, Councilman Brown. E- everybody likes him. He's doing his job. Yep. Yep. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But... And here's the, here's the real issue. If if this had just come out of nowhere and Randall's story had kind of run run sh- short last season, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it because you need something to pump the story up. And yeah. maybe this and tying it all in is a good idea. The problem is that you invested so much time in Deja last year yep. that she's basically a no-show now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from her beating cars, Randall's precious Mercedes, <laughs> yep. having struggles dealing with her mom and all that invested time with her. And now she's relegated to like one episode and having just some random conversation with Beth. What are we even talking about here? Mm-hmm. And 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 who's in the your boy J, uh, J, Jawan or Jawan uh, Randall's new campaign manager? All of a sudden, uh, who's paying him? Who's making a living for Beth and Randall? What about the building that Randall owns? Who's taking care of that? What happened to R and B properties? Oh my God! What happened to my dream that Kevin was going to be the maintenance guy? Right, all of that stuff. <laughs> This that is all just <laughs> that's all just taking a back seat because Randall wants to run for councilman, and um, I I I cannot stand this part of the story. Every time this comes back on, I'm I'm dreading it. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. But my great. great, great. But my yeah, great. Let's get in. I am all in on Kevin's story this year. Aside I'm, from the fact that he's not the maintenance man wielding an axe, <laughs> and I'm all devils. in on it. I feel like this is the one place where we can actually see one of our characters grow and grow pretty incredibly. Mm-hmm. And I, I and 
I love the conversation that Kevin and Randall had, which is why we played it at the beginning of this episode about peeling the wallpaper and seeing things, just not even ever even considering the fact that there was wood paneling behind the wallpaper Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not even even pondering its its existence. Yep. Um, That is something that happens in real life all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's something I think we can all relate to in one form or another. Uh, But Kevin's... Kevin's journey here, even though they've kind of lengthened this this whole revelation per- revelation period for for Kevin, I, I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that this Kevin story is fantastic. And we said that's three, big three, big three. All right, starting off the big three feedback. <clears throat> now I've got a cough. Candy Heartsock says. Three and a half lemonades. Kate getting Toby to go for a walk was her good. Hopefully he is well enough to start feeling better. It takes a long time to get back and Kate is strong, but she needs to take care of herself right now. Candy's bad was Beth always seems so strong, but sometimes losing your job makes you lose a part of yourself and your identity. I think helping Randall with his campaign will help, but there's something much deeper going on with her. And Candy's great. It was Randall and Kevin working together. These two really didn't get along as children. I'm sure it was a brother against brother vying for dad's attention sort of thing. But to see them teaming up for Randall's campaign is great, especially remembering the peeling of the wallpaper. Also, Randall lying about being picked picked on so Jack would teach him a boxing. The theory of this week that Candy gives, sorry Blake, is that John, the campaign manager, is going to be a link to Jack's past in some way. Oh wow. wow, that's wow. that's that's interesting. The next one is Gemma Reinen. She says four point three, bit of a filler episode. The good was loving the scenes between Randall and Kevin, as well as Kevin's interest in the Vietnam story. The bad, sorry, but the Randall campaign storyline just isn't doing it for me. But at least they got introduced to a charming new character in the form of his campaign manager to make it a bit more bearable, and also. Still cannot get on board with Kate. Even the way she told Toby she's strong came off to me as poor me narrative. She can just be, uh, uh, you know, for just for once, just show strength without bringing up everything that's been bad that's ever happened to her in her experience in the past. And she says Sophie has to go, but I think she means Zoe. Uh, the great Kevin's open enthusiasm and twinkly-eyed sweetness just loved on him so Aww. much this episode. And as an aside, can I live in Randall and Beth's bedroom? Because that room is just as big as my apartment Seriously. and much nicer. Seriously. <laughs> My goodness, Denise Stewart gives this episode 4.6 lemonades. I know many people don't like the many different storylines each episode, but Denise continues to enjoy how each story is somewhat woven into the next. Her good is Kevin when he says, you know, sometimes my heart is so big, I can't even stand it. That actually made me laugh out loud, and Randall's reaction makes it even better. Denise's bad was Rebecca telling Kate that basically she doesn't need to call her with her problems. I know she's trying to help build Kate's confidence in her own decision-making, but if your kid is calling you to ask for help... Help. I was 49 when my mom passed, and I was still asking her for advice until that very day. Denise, you bring up a good point that I am going to be talking about in just a little bit. And Denise's great was Deja. The writing for this character is spectacular. She is rough and sweet at the same time. She sees things that the adults, who are too busy being adults, don't see. She's extraordinary. I know. I totally agree. And this is why... This councilman story taking away from Deja in her development mm-hmm. and the the uh, the idea of her becoming acclimated again to the Pearson household household mm-hmm. is really unfortunate. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. But 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 you know what is fortunate, my darling? What? I you know uh, despite my reservations, okay, I have to give you this. Oh oh. 
For what? For because what today? I'm giving you kudos for calling the fact you you get you you see you couldn't get a, you couldn't get a full on bam winner. You, so I'm giving you the outstanding. This is a, like this is like a half credit for getting the fact that Beth was going to be was going to be part of a political campaign. You said that Beth was going to be running. Yep. And she still might, but Beth has now joined Randall's campaign. And I got to give you credit because that was your hot take of the week. Yeah, and I'm telling you, she's going to be better at it than him. However, guys, did you notice she was drinking again? Yes, she was. Granted, I'm serious. I'm 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 not trying to say people can't have their wine, okay? I have a glass of vino every once in a while, but I'm just finding it very interesting that this show is showing only one character drink, and it is always Beth. Just saying. And and they made it a point to show you that she was boozing. I mean, like even when Randall was like talking to her, yeah. it, like the no. way that the ki- the and shot was alive. That she's gonna have drinking issues. I mean, I really hope not because we just had that with Kevin. But this is showing you that the thing that is inside Beth is running deep, and mm-hmm. she is self medicating with her drink of choice and it's not like they're all having a glass of wine at dinner or they're going out Beth is drinking by herself frequently in this show to share with us that she is struggling alone right and nobody's there to give her a big old warm hug and you know despite my reservations about this episode I wasn't a huge fan I will say that I did appreciate the main theme of this episode and that is interaction it's communication mm-hmm. um, you know it's all about how all of our characters are interacting with each other especially couples mm-hmm. or um, you know for, for example like whether it's Saul Brown who's going <laughs> All alpha male uh, on on church on uh, on Randall at church, which mm-hmm. I was a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I hate the councilman story, that alpha male stuff was awesome. <laughs> uh, and how Randall even uh, interacts and convinces Koreatown residents to vote. Uh, J. Wan being a professional communicator himself, who is looking to actually help Randall. Beth and Randall communicating about their pain, and eventually finally working together on their campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall communicating with Jack about his desire to be like him, learning how to box. Jack and Rebecca talking about how much boxing means to him and then altering their lives to fit that. Even Jack saying to Rebecca, oh, you being in you know, a nightgown and wearing boxing gloves is a dream, is a fantasy that I didn't know I, I even wanted. But here he is telling her about that. Um, and then Kevin and Zoe communicating clearly, despite a large block from her wanting to be alone in her hotel room. Kate and Rebecca even communicating on how to make the best decisions. And even Kate and Toby communicating on how she thinks he needs to get up and walk. It is a completely viable theme, one that makes sense, one that can be pushed very clear. Deja talking to Beth about how Randall loves her and see and sees birds coming out of in kazoos or whatever. Um, I I really I really liked what they tried to do with mm-hmm. this episode. Did do, do you agree with me? Yeah. I well I, I obviously enjoyed this episode a little bit more than you did. Yeah. Um I'm having hope now in in a lot more things, which is good, which is weird because it, the the Toby storyline is is scary and sad, and the Randall storyline just th- that train doesn't seem to be going well. But I agree with you; the interactions were phenomenal. Um, I'm <laughs> I loved that church scene. 
I loved yeah, that shirt scene. That was a good scene. That was unbelievable. I didn't love as much Randall showing up at the end and pretty much laying all of his cards out on the table, being like, oh, just so you know, I'm going to be chilling with, with my friends, the, the Koreans. That's what, what well, I'm doing. I think that kind of runs into what Jack no, it totally was. was saying. Like, you know, he takes a hit and he smiles and he, and he doesn't let him know that he's hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can kind of in, you can kind of interpret that both ways, mm-hmm. because you know Councilman Brown, after you know um, Randall says that to him, he looks at Randall and smiles and says, yes. "Okay." But you know, it, it's I, I like how they kind of we- weaved that in. So let's talk big three. Okay. Okay. Yep. Randall. So let's just let's just do it. We all just want to rip this bandaid off this campaign thing. I do not know how I feel about Beth joining Randall's campaign. I really don't. Part of me loves powerhouse Beth. Part of me knows that Beth loves to tackle projects. She's had to work with governments before. Um, as you said, I I'm afraid of what's happening to their apartment building. I loved how the girls were like, "Hey, when are you going to pay attention to us?" They pretty much said like what we've all been wondering, like, yeah. "What about their let's family?" Let's talk about us. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about us for a little bit. And I was like, "Yes, preach, wise writers, nice job." Because the girls have been out of the picture. Right. It was nice to see Beth snap because Beth has been seen so put together, mm-hmm. always beautiful hair beautiful outfits beautiful everything and Mm -hmm. let's be real i feel like that happens to me once a day as a stay-at-home mom to a crazy three-year-old sure you know (laughs) go to sleep go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) i was this last night after you know halloween candy i mean it's been Uh. crazy so i'm just nervous i you know i feel like all of the signs have been pointing to things ain't good with beth and a little band-aid of working with randall isn't going to fix it so i am i'm nervous I, yes. I like that Beth is finally starting to get her own arc. Mm, finally, I agree. Uh, it it took us three seasons to get it, but she's finally getting some some stuff that she can correct get and chew on on her own. I mean, I again between the freak out on the girls, mm-hmm. the, the the super duper phone call to the employer, <laughs> she she's like that'd be super duper. It's like oh oh, it chills up your yes, spine, you know. Yes. Uh, Susan Kalachi Watson is about to break out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Beth, mm-hmm. and I cannot be happy about that. What do you think? Oh, I'm I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled. <sighs> Randall, 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 Randall. Bless his little heart. We all know and love someone who's like a Randall in our life, putting on that teal shirt, doing the best that he can. And now it's not he too has much a... of a statement for Black Church, by the way. <laughs> uh, loved loved that. That was great. Um, now he does a campaign manager. Now things are going to take a little upswing for him. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how. This Beth aspect is going to work. It, it, no matter what, it's going to make at least the political aspect a lot more fun to watch as a viewer because we have we, we love Randall, but mm-hmm. we love Randall and Beth even more. Right. We love Beth Sass. We love how she's able to call him out on things. So at least having her there will be for an interesting storyline. I will say I don't I don't think his campaign manager will have to do anything with South Korea. Just um, I mean, will have anything to do with Vietnam um, just because Vietnam and South Korea are two very very different places far Mm -hmm. far away far Mm -hmm. far away from each other but I do think that it's interesting to see um, how much longer Kevin's going to stay around because he wants to go to Vietnam so he's applying for passports you know he's applying for visas so how long is he going to stay in Randall's posse because I also love when Kevin and Beth interact but does he leave like tomorrow for Vietnam or is he going to wait through the election so he can help out and be the 
the what, what did they call him? Like the baby man? Yeah, the babe, the baby man. <laughs> like how much longer is the baby man going to be helping out? And the reason why they called him baby man was because in South Korea, it's like the most popular show. Yeah. And that is what the the manny like literally translates into. I loved it. It's the baby man, and Kevin is the big star. How about all the little Korean girls just fawning all over oh Kevin? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. And again, it reminds you that Kevin is actually kind of famous. He's kind of famous. Not kind of, like hardcore famous. Right. And I loved when, when when Randall's like, yeah, I can't have my movie star brother coming down here to a place. Like, that- I feel like for our generation, he would have been John Stamos from Fuller House, like I, Full House. Like, I feel like, I feel like yeah. the man he was supposed to be, same thing, NBC, like plain old network TV, yep. everybody watches it, it's just a fun filler show, and he's the hot guy. So I feel like if John Stamos, you know, back in the 90s, walked into a little restaurant, I too would have been like, oh my oh God, my God Uncle, Uncle Jesse! Uncle Jesse! Are <laughs> you wearing your Jesse and the Rippers yes. t-shirt? Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So I'm excited. I hope that if this political campaign story does continue longer, that at least we get to have the baby the baby man and Beth have some interactions with it. Yes. That being said, let's move into Kevin. I I'm like I said, I'm all in on Kevin. The one all thing in. I'm I'm not the one thing I'm not in on mm-hmm. and I, I and we have to do our weekly check-in in or out on Zoe. Still out. I'm still way out. I feel bad, but not really. I've cut the brakes, like I said last episode. The, the brakes don't even exist anymore. The only reason I feel bad is because Kevin's really into her. Like, you know when you have that friend, yeah. you're like, God, I don't like your girlfriend, but you're really happy, and she's not totally mean or terrible. <sighs> and I'm, I just loved how he approached it with her. Like, I know we're still kind of, you know, figuring things out, and this is kind of crazy, but I thought that your documentarian side would just love this. And the fact that he even had to bring that up, I was just like, oh, God. He needs to watch the movie or read the book. He's just not that into you, but put the he as a she. I know. I okay. Know. He, he's basically the Jennifer Conley character. Yes. Precious. <laughs> I just, oh, no, she, he would be the Drew Barrymore character because Jennifer Conley was the one that was married. Yes, that's that's who we. would be. Oh, the be. Drew Barrymore the, just sitting at her desk. He, and I love that scene when she's like... I, there's so many ways to communicate with people. There's email, there's phone calls, there's text, there's there's MySpace, there's Facebook. I, I, I send him a message and he sends me a text. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I feel like that still exists to this day. It's oh, even worse. Yeah, it's so much worse. So, But I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that Kevin was able to have that conversation with Randall and really think that all through about like, no, man, like you choose things, you run after them, you jump in, you don't even ask people their advice, if their right. opinions, you just do it. And I'm ready to do that. I know something that I want to do, and this is it. One question I have for you is, how do you feel about the fact that um, we already know that he was heading to Vietnam, right? Like we, we from the season two finale. Yeah. Did it take away any of the drama for you for Kevin and his and and even Zoe's um, uh, uh, being agreeable to going to Vietnam? No, no, it didn't. I, you know, I actually have been expecting for Zoe to make me like her more in the process because I was like, wow, they're that serious that they're flying to Vietnam together. Ah, okay, yep. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna like Zoe more soon. No, it still hasn't happened. But yeah. um, aside from that. I don't think it gave anything away. I think it's been fun to see how Kevin came to this conclusion. Right. Okay. Kate. Uh, you know, I was kind of in on Kate. 
I'm told I'm I was all in on Kate in this episode. I was kind of in on Kate because of how she's handling the whole Toby thing and how she has been talking with her mom. Yes. Uh I, I liked that. I liked that she called her mom to be like, What she's sitting in a vet waiting mm-hmm. and fi- being like, Mom, what do I do? I, I, what, just just so you know, when I have uh, maybe baby, I, I'm going to be calling you all the time. Love. And even though people didn't like Rebecca's response, I actually kind of liked it because it was it was like, yes, I'm here for you, but you're going to be fine. You're going to make decisions. And hopefully that part was fine. Hopefully you're, you're going to make the right ones. And that part was fine. Well, then what did you like? <laughs> what did you not like? That like you're going to have to do what I had to do and just kind of figure it out. And I wanted to say, Rebecca, that's because your mom sucked. <laughs> of course, you didn't call your mom when you were freaking out at the grocery mart with your three babies trying to get what was she looking for? Onions. OK, of course, yeah. you didn't call your mom when you had your postpartum anxiety issue sure. in the super supermarket and say mom could you please help me please because you weren't close with your mom so right. no you didn't but kate is trying trying to rekindle whatever there was going on between you two at some point in your life don't say you can't call me you should say girl you can call me morning noon or night when you have maybe baby you can call me morning noon or night when audio poops a rock well didn't she say that you can call me anytime like didn't she say like i'm always here for you but you're you're I always I felt like she was just trying to prop her up. You're like, you can call me, but you're gonna but you're gonna be able to do it. And the you're- problem is is that I'm a daughter and Kate's thank God Kate took it the way that you took it, Blake. Yeah. And as the writers took it. Because when I heard that, and as, as is Denise, when Denise heard it, right. I was like, ah. Ooh. Like there's that little like, yeah, you can call me, but I was able to figure it out myself. Well, I I mean I, I yeah, okay. And right. I was like, Cause your mom's stunk. Was it me? Is it just me, but at the end of the episode when they're both at the bench, both Toby and Kate, and they're outside, and all of a sudden, Kate looks over, and she goes, oh, Toby. And he's like, what? He goes, he's pooping. I was like, oh, God. It just, that that's just... It just sends shivers up my spine. It was just so awkward. The size of that rock. I'm serious. I was like, I don't need to know. I don't need to know what's happening right now because I, that X-ray got me all sorts of nervous. Right. That was like birth. That was a that was that was a big rock. I no. I'm not ready for that. That wasn't a pebble. (laughs) Okay. That was like a skipping stone. I don't know what was going on. Here's another thing that I really liked from this Toby and Kate thing. When she comes in, she's like, Toby, uh, uh, audio ate a rock. And he's like, what? Why weren't you paying attention? Like, da da da. And when she says, it's okay, I'm going to take him to the vet right now. And Toby realizes, oh my God. Yeah. I just yelled at Kate because of a dog. And and I've had this feeling where I was, when Toby says, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell it. But, you know, the person's feelings are already hurt. They already walked Damage away. Damage is done. Damage is done. And you realize how much of a dumbass you are. You, What's where your you, language? Where you're like, Oh, that was really stupid. Yep. yep. That was that, that happened the, the other day, as a yep. matter of fact. Frequently, I'm, I look at you and I go, "You're going to apologize in three hours." <laughs> and <laughs> and I just I hate that feeling. I, <laughs> Kate's much nicer. <laughs> I know they haven't been married as long as we have. I just look at you and go, "I'll be." You want to know a funny story that Mary me. did to me? What did I do? Yesterday, yesterday <laughs> was Halloween. And I wasn't feeling good. I had spent all all night up with my son Reese because he was having some anxiety issues. He was just not. He just didn't want to sleep. So I I'm like I'm tired. And I you when this happens, I try to get like at least an hour's worth of sleep before work. 
So Mary comes downstairs and I'm like, Mary, I got to go up. I got to get some sleep. And she's like, well, I want to get donuts for the kids. It's Halloween. It's, it's, you know, let's just get, let's just get some donuts and celebrate. I'm looking at her. And now I have to get popsicles. (laughs) We got to get popsicles. Um, And I said, Mary, no, I don't, I don't want to get donuts. And she says, she's like, she says to Reese, Reese, tell daddy Jack Pearson would get donuts. I did say that. And I looked at her, and I looked at him, and I was like, mother... And he f- did, he did. F- he f- said f- Jack would get donuts, I said Daddy. Jack would get donuts. And he did say it, and I, and I said, yes, Jack would get donuts. <laughs> so donuts, donuts were went. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Jack so Pearson on continues that note, to ruin my life. Ladies and gents... Oh, do you have final thoughts for this episode? Final ta- thoughts? Yes. Um... Really, like that's that's it. Well, actually, I, I got a question for you. What? My final thought is this: I don't think it's a coincidence that there has been major changes in this episode because when you look at the episode count, we are a third of the way through of the season, yeah, and we really haven't gone all that far. The major changes this season took place in this episode, so you look at it as the end of the third act mm-hmm. of This Is Us, mm-hmm. right? So this is when things start to change. The change being Beth and Randall are working together. Randall is going all in on his campaign. Yep. Kate is now pregnant. Kate and to- Toby's um, depression is hopefully finally starting to turn. Kevin and Zoe make this big leap with each other that they are going to Vietnam. All of these things happen, and it's all in at the one-third mark. So now we should expect to see how these changes start to affect all of them for the, the next third act, right? So the question I have for you, my darling, is this. And I'll give my answer first to give you time some, some time to think about okay. it. I want to compare this season right now so far that we've seen the whole season okay. to your favorite Halloween candy. Oh, okay. Well, your favorite, oh, in, in a good way or a bad way? In a good way or a bad way? I have no idea what you're getting at, so well, let me hear he, he, you do it. Here, here's what I'm saying. And then I have to go get this, a popsicle, I guess. This season so far has been like candy corn. Now, I love candy corn. I'm a huge fan. The problem is it's, it's a little waxy and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, there's aftertaste to candy corn, and I would say one, I would say, I would say three out of four people on this planet effing hate candy corn. They hate it, but I'm all in on candy corn. So the way I look at it is, a lot of people don't like this season so far, and I get it. It's a little waxy. You got a little bad aftertaste, and I don't really know if all the colors in the candy corn have different flavors or not. They all just kind of taste the same. But there's good there. Mm, there's good there. Yeah. And if you think about it, you can really dig into it. And you can say, I can see why Candy Corn rules. I can see where they're going in this ep- in this season. And I'm willing to go along with it. But I better get it real soon. I better start getting it real soon. All right, what do you got? Buddy, I love you. You, you just did some crazy stuff, okay? <laughs> well, compare it to Skittles. Compare it, no, I don't know. It, nope. I'm, that was all you. <laughs> You're not going to go along with this? I have not had enough coffee. <laughs> Fine. All right. Hot take. What do you got? Can't, for you? <laughs> can't throw some like trippy... it was written in the It was written in the thing. At the very bottom. I read as I go. <laughs> all right. Do you have a hot take? No. You don't have a hot take. No. I'm done. Oh, my God. <laughs> Check that. Fine. Fine. All right. I have a hot take. 
corn. How is this like candy corn? I don't know. <laughs> Mary's all checked out. She's that enough. All right, my hot take. All right, I'm kind of take retconning here. All right, I'm 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 take retconning because so many words. This whole thing with Jack and the Vietnamese lady. Yes. Um, it's setting it up to be too obvious that they were in a relationship. It's setting it up to be like a thing. And this is us, while on the nose, loves to use sleight of hand. They love to do to, to put you down a path and take you right to the edge, and then go, oh nope, and then and then take the tablecloth and swipe it right out from underneath you, right? Like when Grandma and Grandpa showed up, and it was Rebecca and Miguel, right? And there, so <laughs> my my whole thing is this: I don't think that they were in a relationship. I don't think that there was a that there's a half Pearson running around. I don't think any of that. And I, I, uh, I'm no longer going to be take cornered because I'm take retconning. And that is that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, my love. On that note. Are, are uh, you ready to uh, close out the show? Certainly. All right. I know that your powers of retention... That's that's my boy. That's that's what you sound like right now. That's my Jeremy Irons right there. Thank you, you are. Pay attention. <laughs> my words. This is my favorite song from the entire Lion King soundtrack. If if I actually had a tape to listen to in 1994, it would have worn out right in this spot. But luckily, by then I had a CD. But I would literally dance around my kitchen. Even you can't be caught unawares. Oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> Such a good episode. You know, I'll be real with you, though. Mo- a lot of times, the villain in Disney movies has the best song. Gaston. Yeah. Oh, Kill the Beast. Yep. Totally agree. Beast I'm doesn't a- even sing. <laughs> oh, well. He sucks. No, he does. Well, he sucks. He does. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Okay, so... Those of you who've taken the time to give us a shout out online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, keep it up. The season is going strong. And of course, there's going to be a lot of people looking for This Is Us next Tuesday night. They're all going to be confused. And they're going to be like, why is there red, white, and blue all over my TV screen? Hold on. Simba, too. Great idea! Who needs a king? No king, no king. La, 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 la. Idiots! There will be a king! <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> So thank you for taking the time to leave us a review in your podcast app of choice. Going to give a shout out to 22435567. I first learned of Mary and Blake when I was looking for an Outlander podcast. I soon fell in love with their stories, commentaries, and humor. They're so fun and funny. I hoped they would do a podcast on This Is Us, and they did. I'm so happy to hear their insights, personal stories, and wicked sense of humor once again. If you want a podcast that is informative, insightful, and uh, then this is the one for you. So thank you very much. Don't forget, if you screenshot your podcast app, you can share that in your Instagram or Facebook stories. You can let people know about it on your wall. Sharing is caring when it comes to the podcast world, my friends. Sharing is caring. You know what, too? I want to say this because... Because Jeremy Irons makes me so happy, and it's yeah. Halloween, yeah. and we're, we're all in on this. Well, it's no longer Halloween, baby. It's well, you November. Know, well, it's, it's still Halloween, basically. It's Thanksgiving. So this is what I want to say. Uh, okay, let's go with Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. Amen. And I want to say this. The 80th and the 90th and the 100th review yep. of This Is Us 2, yep. all free shirts. Shirts for all. Shirts for all. I love it. All free shirts. So if you get number 80 and 90 and 100, let me know. 
love. And we'll, we'll take care of it. Love. You get a free shirt. I love it. So, me too. I Don't forget it. to join our This Is Us 2 community on Facebook. Tell your friends. Add your friends. And on that note, friends, my name is Mary Larson. And I'm Jeremy Irons. And this is Us 2. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.